Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. My name is Jacob Bridger. I'm a career missionary with uh, Adventist Frontier Missions. And my family and I, we serve in Turkey. The amazing country of Turkey. Our story for today is titled, A Book for Demir. I'd like to tell you a little story. Not a tremendous story. We've been there for a year now. But it really, really explores the challenges of what we've been facing. So I'll begin with a little context. I'll put a little context to this story. Uh, as I mentioned, we've been there about a year. Uh, first, getting there has been a challenge, and the only way to really stay in Turkey, at least this part of Turkey, is to either buy property or work full-time. I didn't really want to work full-time because that would mean working at least five, six days a week overtime, if five days a week. And I didn't want to work full-time because, for one, Turks love working uh, full-time. They, they actually expect their workers to come on Saturdays. And I didn't want to have to go through the whole, that whole challenge. And plus, at this point in our, our time in, in this country, I need to learn the language. It's a huge, huge, huge uh, key into the culture, into meeting people, making friends, so forth and so on. So uh, the only alternative left was to buy property. So we decided to go in search of, of looking for uh, some place to live. Turkey has a, a big economic boom right now with building, and so they're building not houses, but really uh, apartment complexes and, and businesses and things like that. And, I, and from where we come from back in the States, we just didn't want to live in, an, in the seventh floor of a high-rise apartment. Uh, we have three little boys who love climbing trees and being outside, and uh, just the apartment living was just not going to work for us. So we decided to pray about it. We prayed and read uh, about Sister White's counsels about living between the mountain and the multitude. <laughs> and so we decided to find uh, a place in a village. It took a lot of work, especially, and the hardest part about it was trying to find someone who spoke English. No one speaks English, and it's extremely difficult to try to tell a, a, a real estate agent what it is you're looking for, where you want to live, and so forth and so on. So that was quite a challenge. Anyway, to make a long story short, by God's providence, we found an Emlok, or Emlokcha, a real estate agent, who spoke some English. It was broken English, but he was able to, to, to work with us. And little by little, step by step, he was able to work with us we found this, uh, this house. It was a two-story house. It had a leaky roof. It had damage. It was um, just a mess. But it had a little bit of a garden. And it was right in the middle of a village. chickens walking around and sheep and things like that and we just thought wow you know what if we could move here and and get to know the people learn the language and the culture and just make friends and and just immerse ourselves like we're like we're supposed to 
At any rate, uh, we, we wound up buying the house and we decided to have, uh, he, he volunteered to help us. And he told us what his um, family could do. Uh, I mean, this guy was going just all out to help us out. He has a son who, who's in construction and his nephew and uh, a cousin. And they were going to just come out and just start working and things like that. And after we bought the house, they immediately started working. And one of the guys, the nephew, uh, his name is Demir, he came out and he would come and plaster the walls. And he did, he, he's a real like a, a jack of all trades guy. He'd come out, he'd plaster, he'd do the walls, he's done tile, he's done flooring and things like that. And uh, I'm here working side by side, and that's the really amazing thing about this, is that almost seven months being there, I have not taken any language learning at all. But God has arranged this uh, situation in, in such a way where I'm able to work side by side with Native people and uh, become friends with them. Funny thing about them, though, however, is that they love smoking they love drinking tea and there's lots of breaks and i'm just like let's go let's work let's work <laughs> this young guy demir he is a, a very gregarious guy he loves singing on the job and i would ask him from time to time using my google translate on my phone anyway uh what songs he's singing is a traditional song you know about his family i'd ask him things about his family and we just kind of sit there doing breaks google texting or Google translating with each other and things like that. And so after a while, I, you know, I thought to myself, um, I would love to connect and to become more, just to shine a little bit more and share the gospel with him. But how do I do that? It's so hard. I can't, I can't form sentences. I'm, my ear is becoming tuned to the language. I, I can say just a few words here and there, but I can't really connect the way I'd like to. So um, recently, just to jump off the track here a bit, uh, a bit Recently, another, our other team down south of us, they had completed the, the Great Controversy, the first ever Great Controversy in the Turkish language. And I thought, I have a copy. I would love to, to share this with him. And so one morning I came, and um, as I walked to the house to work with him, it dawned on me that I didn't know how to explain the book, to preface it for him, to explain to him what's it all about. And I wondered if he would even take it because I'd heard from other people that Turks don't like to read. And so um, I prayed a little prayer in my mind and I asked God, I, I thought, I said, Lord, if I ask him, through Google Translate, if I ask him if he likes to read and he says no, then I won't give him the book. But if he says yes, I'll give him the book. So um, I pray that prayer. I went inside. After 30 minutes of working, we took a break because the breaks are a little longer than the, the, <laughs> the work session. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we sat down for some tea and I asked him through Google Translate, I asked him, I said, do you like to read? And he just didn't flinch. He said, yes, you know, he, and then he started to try to translate on his phone. He said, I have a, a pile of books in my room at home and I love reading. And I said, wow, okay. So I took the book out and I, I gave it to him and I tried to, you know, type out that this book is about, about history, biblical history, about um, Christian history, uh, world history. 
and that I thought he would really appreciate it. And so he took it and he was like just studying the, the table of contents, reading it there. And I was kind of nervous looking, looking at him to see what his reaction would be. And then he turned to me and he said, he said, okay, I'll read it, uh, but do you have anything in English? And I thought, wow, you know, the last thing in my mind is I'm going to have books in English for, for people that read, don't read English, but they read in Turk, Turkish language. So I said, yes, not knowing where I'd get anything in English because I didn't have anything really. And so the next day I found out that some of our team members were coming up to visit us and um, asked them if they'd had a copy of Ty Gibson's book, See With New Eyes, in English and in Turkish. And it turns out they did, because actually I think they, they're the ones that, that translated that book into Turkish. But they had one copy, one copy left in English. So they brought that up and I forgot to take the books with me the next day to, to work. And of course he reminded me, and I'm glad that he did remind me, and so the following day after that, Demir asked me if I had any books, if I had brought anything uh, for him. And of course, I ran to the car, I brought him the books, and I explained to him, I said, I said, look, I said, this book is, is, a, is, a, is a beautiful book. I said, I have a copy in English, and I have a copy in Turkish, so if you get a little lost here and there, you can read it in your own mother tongue. And of course, I translated that for him. And he was really, really happy with it. Matter of fact, at the first break, he'd already gone about two and a half pages into the book. And I thought, wow, what a blessing. And uh, if you don't know anything about this book, it's Ty Gibson's own, uh, the first chapter, I believe, is Ty Gibson's kind of testimony on his own life, his own uh, um, struggle with his father. At any rate, uh, we went back upstairs after the break to work, and during our work time, my friend came. He's like in charge there. And uh, he's kind of like a father to Demir in, in many ways. He came in, and I can hear him from the outside yelling and screaming to the top of his lungs. And I mean, I think the whole village heard him. And I was like, wow, what is he yelling about? And he came in and he, it was like thunderbolts and lightning everywhere. He was yelling at everybody. He came in specifically looking for Demir and he yelled at him uh, in such a way that it, uh, I, I thought there was gonna be some hitting or something. And I, I walked over there and I tried to calm, calm him down and we walked out together and I, and I tried to ask him like, what is going on? He said, he said Demir is, is not working as hard as he should be and he should have been done with uh with the third floor which is where we're at now i have to explain a little something in turkish culture there is the there's a lot of shame and honor that goes on in this culture and turks aren't necessarily very gracious about trying to convey their anger or what their expectations about how things should be so what they do is they can yell it happens in schools uh, with children it happens in the workplace at times. At any rate, I calmed him down and he left. And then I went up to see uh, Demir and uh, just kind of patted him on the shoulder and, and, and just let him know I, I think he's doing a, uh, a good job. 
Um, he didn't really look at my face or anything. He, he wound up going uh, downstairs. I continued working upstairs. I went back down after about 20 minutes to see how he was doing. And he'd taken his tools and he'd left. And my friend said, well, I, he left and he doesn't know what he's going he's gonna to do. He may not even come back. And then the thought occurred to me. I ran down to the kitchen where we take our breaks and uh, wondering if he had taken the book. And when I got to the kitchen, he had taken the book. And so my greatest prayer and my, and my hope is that he takes the book and he reads it. And, uh, you know, uh, Sister White tells us in Christ's Object Lessons, the last chapter, she says that uh, the last message of mercy to the world is the message of, of Christ's character. He shuffled his feet through the warm sandy shore and stretched out his hand to me. He smiled as he gazed at the nets in my hands. A fisher, a man you will be. And who is this man who calls me by name? speaks with such great authority healing the blind and healing the lame and set him prisoner free follow me follow me This story is not over. I pray that Demir would uh, finish the book and that he would see God in an entirely different way than what he's known. And I would solicit your prayers for Demir, for all the Turks of Turkey, that God would somehow, through a dream, through a book, would reveal himself and that uh, many would be saved. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.